We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
Hello, Lakers Nation. Welcome in. Trevor Lane here for LakersNation.com, your home for everything Lakers. This is the LakersNation.com postgame show slash podcast. Oh, boy. The Lakers demolished, destroyed, discombobulated, deconstructed the Memphis Grizzlies by 40. The Lakers won by 40. Oh, my goodness. To eliminate the Grizzlies to win the series. And I did not make this connection before, but as somebody just mentioned on YouTube here, Dylan Brooks asked for 40. The Lakers gave it to him. What a blowout dominant performance from the Los Angeles Lakers. Final score, 125 to 85. The Grizzlies, Desmond Bain guaranteed they were coming back to Memphis for game seven. Oh, you're going back to Memphis. It's not for game seven. Lakers. Upset the two seed. Lakers, remember, the seven seed just knocked out the two seed in the Western Conference. And now they wait to find out who wins game seven of Warriors and Kings. Tonight went perfectly for the Lakers. The Lakers got a blowout win. LeBron James only had to play 31 minutes. Anthony Davis only had to play 28 minutes. You didn't put heavy minutes on your star players. And the other series. The Warriors and the Kings, the Kings won at Golden State, which means now they've got to play a game seven and we'll have to play the Lakers on only a day's rest for game one of their second round series. Now, we'll talk plenty about that matchup coming up, but again, tonight, flawless victory for the Lakers. This was a perfect night. You got the result you wanted to see in the other matchup and the Lakers won. They won easily. It didn't have to put heavy minutes on their stars. And man, it was so great seeing the Lakers play this well in this game. And it really, it, we're going to spend plenty of time talking about the offense. We're going to talk about uh, D'Angelo Russell, obviously, going berserk, 31 points. We'll talk about the three-point shooting. We'll talk about all that stuff. Uh, we'll talk about um, LeBron just being so efficient with his offense in this game. But really, it was the defense. It was the defense that carried the day for the Lakers. It demoralized the Grizzlies. They could not get anything going offensively against this Lakers defense. The Lakers just shut them down. It was reminiscent of game six in 2020, where the Lakers defense against Miami just completely annihilated them. It reminded me of that, the way we were seeing the Lakers defense just attack the Memphis Grizzlies. I, I'm not saying the Lakers were playing defense at that level or, or our championship level or whatever. Like they were just, I'm not trying to make a direct comparison and call this team a championship team. I'm just saying in terms of seeing a side just completely dominate a game defensively, it reminded me of that, what we saw the Lakers do to Memphis tonight. So Lakers nation, welcome in. Those of you coming in from YouTube, coming in from Facebook, for, coming in from Twitter. Thank you guys for joining me here tonight. Let's talk about the Lakers' big win. We'll talk about who they're going to see next, who we preferred them to see next, all of that. All right, <clears throat> let's start here. Uh, Arun said, Trevor, please take care. He was with us over on the um, playback, playback.tv slash Lakers Nation. We were watching the game with everybody. That's, that's a blast. If you haven't done it yet, come join us over on playback uh, during the game. I was mentioning on there that I've been, I've been sick all day, been battling that. But um, no way I was missing this. No way I was missing this game. Game six, come on. Um, D'Lo built confidence. AD crushed the Grizzlies and especially Jaron Jackson Jr.'s soul 
on that monster dunk. That dunk, that lob, AD went up over Jaron Jackson Jr., throw it down on him. I felt like in this series in general, um, we AD showed who the best defensive player in the NBA is, right? Like Jaron Jackson Jr. got defensive player of the year, but it was pretty evident in this series that he's not on the same level as Anthony Davis. And you could say, well, AD missed games due to injury. AD actually played more minutes on the season than Jaron Jackson did. But when AD's at his best, Jaron Jackson is not in the same tier as AD is defensively. And that play in particular, and I like Jaron Jackson. That's a, He's a very, very good player. Um, but that play specifically, going up over Jaron Jackson and throwing down that dunk, it felt like there was a little bit to that, right? A little bit of, hey, I'm that guy. You're not there yet. Um, job's not done. What went well and what didn't? How do we improve for Kings against Dubs? I mean, most things went well in this game for the Lakers. Um, I, d- I thought a few of the turnovers in the first half were a little bit sloppy. And so that's, that's you know, something that uh, we can look at. But overall, I, I don't have a lot to complain about. I mean, they shot 54% from the field. They turned the Grizzlies over. The Grizzlies shot 30% from the field, 31%. Um, from three, 14 offensive rebounds for Memphis, but that's because they missed so many shots. I mean, Memphis took 96 shots and only made 29 of them. There were a bunch of misses, and so that gave them more offensive rebounds to chase after. Um, I thought, I mean, the Lakers were, okay, they didn't get to the free throw line enough, I guess, but their threes were falling, so you're not going to get to the free throw line a lot then. So I don't really have anything to complain about. I mean, look, here's here's the thing, right? <coughs> Excuse me. So I went into the, to this game uh, two nights ago when the Lakers lost game five. Um, I was up late as I normally am. And I put together that rotation. Some of you guys follow me on Twitter at Trevor underscore lane saw the, the minutes allocation that I put out there that I was hoping to see for this game. They did it. They did it. I'm not saying they looked at my tweet and based their rotation. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, I don't have anything else to ask for. Like the exact game plan that we all talked about, the exact game plan that I came up, that I said, this is what I would do. They did it. They did. I mean, there was no Beasley. Obviously in garbage time, we saw Beasley. We saw Troy Brown. It was Wendy Gabriel. I said, who is it that you trust? These are the eight guys that I trust, including Wendy Gabriel, Rui Hachimura, Dennis Schroeder off the bench. Those are the only three players coming off the bench. And then your five starters, I said, those are the guys that are getting all the minutes in this game because this is a must win. You can't go back to Memphis for game seven. And that's exactly what the Lakers did. It's exactly what Darvin Ham did. He took Beasley and Troy Brown, who both played very poorly this series, particularly in the offensive end, uh, defensively as well, weren't you know fantastic, but removed them from the rotation, said, I'm not messing around. I'm playing my eight best players and that's it. And they took care of business. So I really don't. I mean, normally we come on here and we kind of say, oh, they can be better here. We can be better there. I don't have much to complain about. I mean, this is, and this is phenomenal. This is a great, this is a great thing that we can say the Lakers, their game plan made sense. They executed it. I even thought Darvin Ham did a nice job a couple of times calling early timeouts. That was one of my other keys going into the game was if this game is close, which it didn't end up being close, but um, that Darvin Ham needed to be aggressive using his timeouts, if nothing else, just to get more rest for AD, for LeBron, who needed to be prepared to play 42 minutes, maybe 45 minutes in, the, in this game. Now, obviously, it didn't come to that. But even earlier in the game where it wasn't a, a secured victory, 
I thought Darvin was being more aggressive using his timeouts. Pretty much everything that we asked for, we saw play out in this game. And what a success. What a success. So, I mean, this is just, this is just celebration. This is celebration of a Lakers team that started 2-10 and 10 on the season. A Lakers team that looked like they had very little shot at the playoffs. To go from that to making these big moves at the trade deadline, to post-trade deadline, have the best record in the Western Conference, to now, in round one, you knocked out the second seed as the seventh seed. You took down the two seed. You couldn't ask for more. You couldn't ask for more than what we've seen from this team. Right? This is what we were dreaming about this team potentially doing. Nothing to complain about. Nothing to complain about. All celebration. Reggie said, I know we all want AD to be scoring, but as long as we get help from the others and this kind of defensive effort, we're good. Yeah, look, I've been on the, hey, AD needs to take 18-plus shots a game, maybe 19-plus. This game, he only had to play 28 minutes. He only took nine shots, but everybody else had it going. So it wasn't as critical that AD just powered the offense or anything like that. Delo's hitting threes. Again, Delo five for nine from three, 31 points. Uh, by the way, let's here. Let's just do this. Let's do this. Superstar of the night. All right, superstar of the night. So, Anthony, I thought I think there's three options here. You've got Anthony Davis, 16 points, five blocks, plus 31. How absurd is that? Plus 31, <clears throat> 14 rebounds. And I thought he was amazing. Had some incredible, like, momentum plays from Anthony Davis. LeBron, I thought he played an incredibly intelligent game. He let the game come to him. He didn't force things early. He just was insanely efficient. It felt like we were getting, even over on a playback stream, we were, like, midway through the second quarter, and people were asking about what, if somebody was asking, where, what's LeBron, where's LeBron been? You look, and he's leading the team in scoring. It just didn't feel like it because everything was just coming within the flow of the offense. It wasn't like here LeBron and he bulldozes his way to the basket and does all this stuff. And then, of course, a minute or two later, he did bulldoze to the basket and got an and one. But everything, especially early, was just in the flow of the offense. It wasn't he wasn't having to overly exert himself. The Lakers were just playing good basketball. Nine for 13 shooting, two of five from three, uh, five boards, six assists, one steal. And then D'Angelo Russell, 31 points, 12 of 17 shooting. Five for nine from three, uh, four assists, two boards, a steal, a block. For my superstar of the night, <laughs> I could go with any of those guys, but I think in this one, I think I'm going to go D'Lo. And I loved what Anthony Davis, it's hard not to go Anthony Davis because he was so tremendous in this game defensively. He set the tone. It's incredible. But, but this was a big moment for D'Angelo Russell. For a guy who talks all about feeding on the energy of the crowd. That was big. That was big, the the momentum that the Lakers had from the get-go in this game. And it was because you had an aggressive D'Angelo Russell right away. He was beating Ja Morant off the dribble. He was blowing by Ja, which I wasn't expecting. He was blowing by Ja off the dribble, and he was getting things going. And that made it so you didn't need a big game out of Anthony Davis. You didn't need a big scoring game out of LeBron because D'Lo was hitting, and that was just phenomenal. So I'm going to go D'Lo. You could probably argue that um, that Anthony Davis had the bigger game overall, but man, I'm going D'Lo. 
I'm going D'Lo. <clears throat> hey, joining us. Sean Spaces Davis. What's up, Sean? What's going on, guys? Let's go. And D'Lo, phenomenal game. Definitely in agreement with you. Okay, so you're going D'Lo for the superstar of the night as well. Yeah. All right. Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, this one says, it's a parade inside my city. Yeah. Lakers going all the way. AD was on God mode and Braun is him. Don't matter who's next. Lakers in six. Look, it's quite regardless of who gets through, whether it's whether it's Sacramento or Golden State, they present challenges. This isn't an easy path or anything like that. But if the Lakers play defense like this, they're tough to beat. They play defense like that. And you can't expect it every night. But man, this team is good. Yeah, but uh, I can't help but say this, but quite the difference in uh, morale <laughs> than after game five. That's that's what happens when you win a game by 40, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happens when you win a game by 40. You tend to be feeling a little bit better about your team. And this is, I mean, whew. this season from the trade deadline has been everything we could ask for, as I was talking about a minute ago. And this game was everything we could ask for. I mean, I was so stressed all day about this game. Yeah. And I know a lot of Lakers fans were. And this game gave us so much to just celebrate and enjoy and not stress over. We didn't this was a stress-free just fun experience. And so you got to love that. You got to love that. We never get those. Right? Right? Korea, it's a great win. Love this group. I hope we don't cave into the Kyrie hype and keep this core as much as I would like to see Kyrie LeBron AD. Yeah, I don't, I, I think they probably do stick with this group. I think they do. Uh, CA Brooks wanted 40. He got it. A fat 40 point loss. That's right. That's right. The Grizzlies won the front runner championship. Yeah. I'm curious. Did, did the Grizzlies say anything after the game? We'll see. No way. Right. <clears throat> I mean, maybe they speak to the press, but I mean, I'm, they're not going to, I think they're going to talk trash anymore. Koa, AD's defense is just wow. D'Lo saw Irving courtside and turned into prime James Harden. This is perfect. We have extra rest because Kings forced game seven. Do you think that had anything to do with it? Kyrie shows up and D'Lo just says, uh-uh, you're not taking my job. I'm going for this. If that's the case, then uh, Kyrie needs to show up more often. Show up to right? game every game in the playoffs, Kyrie. Bring Kyrie to every game. Bring if that's the case, if that's what it was. Uh Benjamin. And you know what? Jack was there. Jack Nicholson was there. Yep. He hasn't been to a game since last year. He's 86 years old at this point. You once once I saw Jack was there, I went, they cannot lose this game. They cannot. Can't and lose. thank goodness the Lakers did not. Uh Benjamin, I don't really want to hear trade AD so loosely. You don't find talent like his every day. Not wrong. I mean, AD, when he's, and look, he does have injury concerns. No question. But when AD is at his best, there's not many players in the NBA you'd rather have on your team than Anthony Davis. I've been seeing a lot of this on like social media or whatever that Memphis's defense is the best defense we're going to see, especially now there's no Milwaukee. So that could also play a factor in AD and LeBron offensively not having the best series do you agree with that or do you think it's a blended 
of uh, some other factors as well. I'm sorry. What was the factor why they didn't have the best series offensively? Um, due to give Memphis, basically this is the best defense that Memphis is going to have. I mean, that you're going to oh. see in Memphis. Potentially. I mean, Memphis has a good defense. So it could be like, I, I think Memphis's defense is going to be better than Golden State's, better than Sacramento, certainly. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I think there's a fair argument for that. Um, one table, many chairs. Wore my Lakers socks for game five, not game six. I burned them. You're welcome. That's the way to do it. You go through, you've got it. You wear your lucky charm. And then if it's not working, you got to switch it up. <laughs> Glad to get uh, my Travis, as they call me, uh, heart, some rest before the second round. Me too. Me too. We get some time off. Just kind of chill. Get ready for, uh, get ready for round two. Uh, we need him rested. Great win. Go LA. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of sleep in my future. That's for sure. Uh, Drew Potter way too close. That's funny. AD defensive player of the year. AD is the people's defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, I said it before, like he's a better AD at his best is a different tier of defender than Jaron Jackson. And Jaron Jackson's a phenomenal defender, but AD is on a different level than Jaron Jackson is. Jay Jackson. Next time Desmond Bain guarantees a win, he better say it with his chest. Kevin Hart voice. Yeah. I- I didn't have a problem with it, with what Des said personally. Yeah, I mean, what's he supposed to say? Is he supposed to say, oh, no, there's no way we're coming back for game seven? But at the same time, I also think if you're the Lakers, take that personally. Absolutely. Why not? Right? More whiteboard material. Let's take it. Let's take it for sure. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Um, easiest watch all year. There's your 40, Dylan. Ree said, on to the next round. Hope it's the Kings. I feel like AD will be more dominant next series then this one was just a tough one for AD matchup-wise. Uh, what do you think? That's why I prefer the Kings as well. I prefer seeing the Kings over the Warriors because I think AD has an easier series. I shouldn't say easy because they're not going to be easy no matter what, but um, he has more opportunity to dominate against the Kings than he does the Warriors, I think. And he can dominate either one, but I think it's more of a clear advantage against Sacramento. Yeah, I agree. I still haven't put too much thought in who I want yet, though. I think I think they're both tough. They they both are, are are very tough. They're both good. So here's what I went to on Twitter, and I put up a poll uh, at Trevor underscore Lane, and said Lakers fans, who do you want to see in round two? Uh, mm. We're at seventy one hundred votes right now. Kings mm. are at sixty two percent. Warriors at thirty eight percent. Even the poll I put up the other day that had like a little over a thousand votes. It was in, similar to yours, very overwhelmingly Sacramento over Golden State mm-hmm. in terms of preference. And I, I agree with that. Now the NBA is praying for Warriors. That's Lakers. Golden State. Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. That that would be that would be incredible. Um <clears throat> ratings bonanza. Good guy. Dylan Brooks, I hope your Wi-Fi connection in Cancun will be lagging all day. And we're still wishing ill on Dylan Brooks, on Villain Brooks. If Memphis, Memphis re-signs him, drug test their entire front office. He may be done in Memphis, by the way. They were already looking to move on from him. They tried to get... Here's the crazy thing. Like, I've seen some Memphis fans that are that are saying, why didn't we go get Rui? Right? Like, Memphis didn't wind up... They didn't. They couldn't get OG Ananobi. They tried to get um, <clears throat> Mikhail Bridges. Couldn't get him. Even offering what they thought was an overpay, couldn't get these guys. And then there's the Lakers going and grabbing Rui Hachimura a few weeks earlier. And Memphis fans are like, that we could have got him as our wing. Um, and the Lakers went and got him. So, hey, well done by the Lakers to get it done. <clears throat> uh, Saying, I want post game comments from Ja and Dylan Brooks. I don't, I haven't seen anything on Twitter yet, but I haven't been looking a ton to see, see if, they, if they had any comments. On uh, if they've said anything, parade inside my city, yeah. Uh, Sean, what a game! Bet Brooks skips media again. Happy to see D'Lo, AD, and Braun click in the same game. That was really tremendous. Just seeing them all, all of them, just on fire. Darius, it was fire in the playback. Poetic to win by forty. It really is true. I mean. Dylan Brooks saying he doesn't respect anybody who doesn't drop 40 on him, and then the Lakers win by 40. Like, come on. You can't write that. Got to love the basketball gods. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Andrew, LFG Lakers Nation. Got to give credit to Ham for his adjustment and changes in this game. D'Lo finally did what we all know he can do, and AD is the most dominant defense ever. So, Shardy, do you want to talk about what Darvin Ham did this game? Yeah, I, I think Darvin, first off, give him credit, right? They obviously made some changes to the rotation. 
Uh, if you look at like the men's distribution, it was kind of what we were saying. It was, hey, look, your options were either give minutes to Lonnie over Beasley, or I was more of a proponent of just, you know, uh, shrinking down your rotation. And real quick, sorry to interrupt. Tim McMahon from ESPN. Dylan Brooks exited the locker room before the media the media was even allowed to enter post game. Oh, I love you, Dylan Brooks. You're the, the media best. typically gets to to give you guys an idea. The media typically gets to come in like they give the players like ten minutes or so to kind of like get showered and stuff like that, and then they'll let the media to the locker room. So like you got to be real quick if you're going to get out of there before the media gets in. So Dylan Brooks just took off. He, he said, I'm out. I'm not even going to bother to stick around to talk to anybody. Wow. Wow. Dylan, like, that's crazy. Dylan that's Brooks crazy. Is the best. He's like, so he knew fun. what he was doing. He knew what he, he, he got out of there before having to say anything to anybody. You're so fun. I love you, Dylan. Oh, man. I, it sucks that he only took, uh, that he only took 11 shots. I was kind of, betting on literally that he would take more than 11 shots well he and he hit a couple threes he was two of five from three but he took 11 shots and then he was a minus 23 and he got out of there but anyway i'm sorry i interrupted you were talking about what darvin ham did in this game that worked so well yeah and i think the biggest things you know the rotation um i mean even like you didn't need a ton of minutes from Wenyan. Like, that was the thing all series. Like, to survive the non-AD minutes, you needed, like, five minutes. It wasn't close to Tanaya Wanda being, like, ten minutes of another big. So, shout-out to Darvin making the rotation adjustment. I know some people are annoyed that it took him this long. I'm like, eh, you won the series, and it was always Lakers and six. So, shrug. Um and then even just throughout the whole series, I'm going to give them credit because I had a tweet after game one that I'm going to make a massive victory lap on right now. Thank you, Trevor. That I said post game one, even at the time, Darwin had outcoached Taylor Jenkins and I got shredded, by the way. Uh, yeah, I got shredded for that, right? Yeah. I You look at the totality of the series – the Darvin Ham outcoached Taylor Jenkins, and it wasn't that close. And here's how I'll tell it to you: two big reasons. I'll let you go, Trev. Number one, I don't know. I don't know if I told you this. Austin Reeves, out of every guard in the entire NBA, uh, Steph Curry, De'Aaron Fox, name it, you name it, he is the second best guard in the entire NBA at attacking drop coverage. Second best, and for the majority of the series, it was. Austin Reeves, here you go. You get to face drop coverage all day. That's lack of preparation. That's why Austin's, for the most part, he's had a good, a really good playoff series. Right? Didn't shoot the ball well tonight, but he's had a really good series. And then, secondly, the Lakers, Trevor, the Lakers have ran drop coverage almost the entire season. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. yep. it's to the annoyance of Laker fans. It took the the Grizzlies four games to run something that can beat drop coverage like a, a play a concept something that could counter drop cover. that is lack of preparation so shout out to the coaching staff you have to take it up a notch and you have to make your adjustments a lot quicker if, if a rotation isn't working uh if a concept isn't working 
whether you face Sacramento or Golden State, your margin of error just shrunk, and you have to adjust to that. Yeah, the, the Lakers pushed all the right buttons in this one, and, and that's the, you know the coaching staff. They did a, tr- a tremendous job, and my <clears throat> so my criticism of the coaching staff has, I mean, aside from some of the specifics, right, like timeout usage and things like that, has been I thought they made good game to game adjustments largely, but I felt like the rotation adjustment was not there. They weren't ro- they weren't changing up the personnel that were on the floor in the way that it needed to be, even if they were adjusting. Uh, just scheme wise and tonight we got both we got both we got the rotation adjustment that we needed to see and we got the adjustment in terms of i mean how high up the lakers were pressing the ball defensively against yeah. any of their screens it, it was a thing of beauty and the grizzlies were completely rattled by it and had nothing they could do um tremendous stuff co-op had zero doubt lebron would bounce back strong that re- uh, reverse dunk came out of nowhere i think he was our second best defender tonight after ad LeBron was very locked in defensively. It was like he wanted to set that tone too, and AD did as well, uh, that, hey, we're we're not going to let these guys score on us. We're not going to let them have a hot shooting night. We're going to really get into them defensively. And that was, that was fantastic to see from, from LeBron because LeBron, he, was, he was locked in and everybody was just completely locked in. Austin just said in his postgame that it was very clear they did not want to go back to Memphis. Love the desperation. And... When LeBron is locked in defensively, I agree. Uh, I don't know. Vando's up there. I, I'd still on-ball defender. It's definitely still Vando. But, like, team defender, I think I agree. If LeBron's locked in, he's your second-best team defender. Mm-hmm. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Uh, Giassi said, you know it's a whooping when it's garbage time at the start of the fourth. Yeah. I mean... I said I was saying at halftime to our folks over on playback that you needed to that just win the third. If it was by a point, you're in pretty good shape entering the fourth. Just win the third. Don't let the Grizzlies mount any kind of comeback. The Lakers were up 17 at halftime. It's 10. They won the third by I want to say 15, 16. 16. They won the third by 16. I said win the third by a point. Instead, the Lakers said, nah, we're gonna win by 16 and just put the game away. The game was over with like two minutes left in the third quarter. Incredible. Incredible. Uh, D'Lo saw Kyrie in the front row and said, nope. Master lock on too small by jaw on the Lakers. Well, the Lakers certainly got the last laugh there. Uh, Claire, 40-point <laughs> loss. LA has Dylan's respect. Apparently. Apparently. Kyle, shout out from the mountaintops. D'Angelo Russell. Okay, now again, let's get ready to crush the Cowtown after they take care of Golden State for us. It could wind up being Sacramento. We'll see. They're going to play game seven on uh, on <clears throat> um, Sunday. Uh, Lee said, you missed my last super chat. I'm sorry, Lee, if I, if I missed that. We've been trying to get through them. Can you add the award co-superstar since it takes more than one these days? Maybe, but there's a lot of nights where it's clearly one person. I was going to say also, does that really already have? fill the role with starring your role or no i don't know i don't know if there should be two yeah. superstars of the night we we can get too too many awards mark d'lo best game ever good thing we got an extra day of rest since king's warriors going seven lakers put the whooping on the two seed davis is a defensive juggernaut let's go lakers yeah i agree with, with all of that the extra rest i think is critical for this team all right you mentioned it let's let's do this star in your role 
All right. Who's getting the star star in your role for you tonight, Sean? Uh, <laughs> I mean, who do you pick from? Like, do you go Austin, 11.6 boards, eight assists? Uh, Rui, six points, four boards, plus 11 off the bench. Um, hmm. Chat, what do we go with here? Chat, yeah, we can't do D'Lo. D'Lo already won both our superstars <laughs> of the night. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that's where I should have said AD and then gone D-Lo. I, I, think, I think you just make it AD because he was so good. Yeah. He played his role to perfection defensively. He was tremendous. I think he deserves an award. So I'll, I'll go AD, even though he's not really <laughs> a role player. I'm just going to give it to him. I think he deserves an award. He deserves an award. He was phenomenal. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Allen says when AD was superstar of the night. He was LA's engine. I can't disagree. I mean, if you wanted to say AD's superstar starting to roll with D Love, that I don't have a problem with that. Chat saying uh Darwin some gotten some uh Wenyan stuff in there too. Yeah, shout out to Wenyan. Yeah. I mean, you just need somebody that you don't get crushed in the AD minutes. So, like I think we talked about this post game five. In game five, uh the Lakers lost the AD minutes with Wenya on the floor by two. When it was no AD, no Wenyan, like the small ball LeBron Ruby lineup, it was like 20 to six or something like that. Instead of losing by two. So Wenyan plus one, you won the non AD minutes, massive plus. So shout out to Wenyan. Christian, keep this team intact. It's something special. Get some well deserved rest. Get ready for what's next. Good win. Great energy. Yes. Rest. Three days. Shut it down. Watch game seven. On Sunday as a team, that's what I'm doing if I'm the coaching staff. Tomorrow, just rest, recover. Sunday, watch game seven, start getting ready for that next series, and then go from there. Go from there. You, you start prepping tomorrow. Uh, yeah, really. Saturday. Yeah, the coaching coaching staff starts prepping tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Um, Tyler, pay Rui, pay Reeves, pay Delo. I don't care how much tax, keep them. Well, it's easy to say when it's not your money. <laughs> not that I disagree. I don't disagree. Great win, plus whole fourth quarter of rest until Tuesday with Warriors-Kings going seven. We own Memphis. Um, can we get, like, quadruple overtime on Sunday? Oh, man, that'd be awesome. That'd be, that'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Uh, the Warriors lose, Lakers win, best-case scenario. Love seeing the team smiling and stars resting in the fourth. I guess we find in the West means first-round exit. <laughs> John did um, say they were fine, fine in the West. Man, that's going to come back and haunt them so much, dude. Mm -hmm. uh, don't poke bears and don't shake trees. Uh, let's go, Lakers. They asked for us and got us. They did. Dylan Brooks said before it was going to be nice to eliminate LeBron. Did not happen. Corey, great team win by 40. Any takeaways from garbage time? I was interested in that. I actually was too, Corey. Uh, and LOL at Kyrie making the rumor mill go crazy. So garbage time. We got to see Mo Bamba, Max Christie, Lonnie, time. Troy Brown, and Malik Beasley. Now, Troy Brown and Malik Beasley, we already kind of know what they are. Um, <clears throat> Mo, Christie, Lonnie. Did you see anything there? Nah. I, I, I just don't. I don't put stock into garbage time when you win a game by 40 <laughs> yeah sure i mean you're playing up against the third string for the grizzlies so it's hard to i thought look i'll say this just skill wise 
I think Max Christie, his off the dribble jumper looked smoother than it did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Like there was something with that. So there's Even something like- I saw. <clears throat> um, Mo Bamba didn't look like he didn't stand out against third string guys, which that's not a great sign. But again, it's a tiny sample size. I'm not going to write him off or anything like that. But he just, he didn't look like, I mean, he got Kenny Lofton scored on him with ease. Both three boards, one block, 0 for 2 from the field in, in nine minutes. Now, again, he needs more consistent minutes and everything before he can make a real evaluation. But it's not like he popped off the screen. He went, oh my gosh, why is this guy not playing? I, I didn't, he didn't really like seize his opportunity there. I will say, I mean, Lonnie hit some pull-ups and stuff. And you had to wonder, like, Lonnie's hitting these shots and Beasley kept missing. And Lonnie's probably thinking the whole time, like, why am I not playing right now? Why am I not playing over Beasley when these guys yeah. are in the... Yeah. Uh, Bruce Chang. I'm literally moved to tears after this win. Oh, it was an emotional one. This Lakers team is so day and night from what we had at the beginning of the season. Let's take this all the way, Lakers. I mean, you stop and you think about how far we came. Last season, I called the most miserable season in Lakers history many times. And then what we went through all the way up until the trade deadline. And then you make the trades. And this is the team we get to see now. This is the stuff we get. This It feels like Lakers basketball again. It's like that old friend that, that you haven't seen in years is suddenly back, right? Like that's that's kind of what this is for for Lakers fans, and I don't know how far this goes. Maybe they get, maybe they bounce out in the second round. I don't know. It's not going to be an easy series, regardless of who's there. But this is pretty tremendous. What what we've seen over the last few months here, and it's been, it's been so great covering it and getting to experience it with Lakers fans and everything. This has been, this has been phenomenal. It's been so amazing. It's been so fun. Um... Yeah, I even I said it before the first round series in a very sentimental way. I said to be able to cover the Lakers in a playoff series has been so cool and it's been even cooler than I thought it could possibly be throughout this first round. So yeah, man, like Via told us even at the deadline, like, yeah, even though Lakers are gonna make these trades, they're gonna be good, but they're gonna win a playoff series. They're gonna beat the number two seed. I, I still would have called you crazy. Yeah. Um so this team still has probably surpassed all expectations. Uh, but I do want to add one thing. I was wrong yeah. um, about when we were talking about the garbage time minutes. Uh-huh. Um, Max Christie needs to play 35 minutes. I mean, like, what what are we doing? Like, we are – we're in – it's April. We're, it's about to be May, Darvin. Come on, man. Be better. Why isn't Max playing 40 minutes a night? You're just, you're just finding something uh, to complain about. <laughs> Chris, that's what a defensive player of the year looks like. Um, yeah, he was great. AD is fantastic. Kai199 said, Superstar of the night goes to Kyrie Irving. He walked in and lit a fire under D'Lo. First quarter trickled to the whole team. AD played the best individual defense of the playoffs so far tonight. LeBron all around dominant. So, so you're saying Kyrie Irving was the Kyrie won this game for the Lakers just by being in the building. That's that's what we're what we're landing on here. I don't know. Kyrie, like I said, give them front row seats. Give them a seat 
game three, game four, the second round, right next to the Lakers bench. I want D'Lo to see Kyrie as he's walking to the bench every time. I don't. So I don't think that. Look, if, if there's any chance that there's even a shred of truth to it, then yes, bring Kyrie to every game. I'm not going to assume that I'll there is, but real. I don't. Yeah, Jake's chilling. Pat Bev is still too small. I like it. I like it. So, um, Tim McMahon from ESPN said <clears throat> the Grizzlies' 40 point loss is the worst in franchise postseason history, and the worst by any team in the playoffs this season. Yeah. So the Lakers just handed the Grizzlies the worst playoff loss in their entire franchise history. Which isn't a, it's not as long of a history as, say, the Lakers. I mean, they started as the Vancouver Grizzlies. What was that in the 90s? But still, that's that's pretty impressive. Uh, the plot said, couldn't have asked for a better response from this team. D'Lo, AD, joint superstar of the night. Who do we want from Golden State, Sacramento? I prefer Sacramento just for lack of experience. I, I, st- I say the same thing. I say Sacramento, but I think both teams present some real challenges for the Lakers. I don't want to put too, too much stock into this because we didn't play them with the trades and AD actually played against Sacramento once. But, like, we didn't play well with uh, against Sacramento, technically, but again, didn't play post trade down line, and we we did play really really well against Golden State. Yes, uh, throughout the season, so that sticks in my mind just a little bit. Um, I'll start looking at the film tonight, and we'll get ready for round two on that for sure. The Lakers lost to Golden State the first game of the season, and then yep. beat them. Was it three straight after that? Yeah, but they play. But all of their games, they they played post trade deadline. Yeah, three times they've seen Golden State post trade deadline, and they won all three. <clears throat> they won by six. The Lakers won by thirteen, and the Lakers won by eight. I'm assuming Golden State didn't. And the Lakers didn't have some of their guys for these games. Uh, Lakers didn't have LeBron, and the Lakers beat LeBron. Only, LeBron only played in one of the games post trade deadline. And the Lakers have played well against Golden State. The the, the postseason though is a different animal, but still, yeah, they have yeah. played really well against them. Uh, Wicked Bronco, Latrev, take this super chat and get all the staff at Lakers Nation some nacho fries. Since this was nacho series, Brooks, I wanted a thirty ball. But Jesus, Lakers might need to call the ASPCA for beating a grizzly bear that bad. A 40 ball, who you want next? Well, thank you, R- Wicked Bronco. We may just have to do that. But um, again, I, I still kind of lean Sacramento. But then when I see the, when you look at that, I see the last three times the Lakers played the Grizzly or the uh, Warriors, they won and won convincingly. And this was all post trade deadline. So it's with this team. Maybe I need to revise that. I don't know. I I'm I need to go back and really look at it, I think. Because my knee-jerk reaction is Sacramento. But I think the Lakers have probably played better against Golden State. Exactly. Um, well, first off, thank you, Wicked Bronco. And when I'm th- when I'm eating my nachos, I'm gonna be thinking of you the whole time. I want you to know that. Nacho fries. 
Nacho fries. Nacho fries, uh, my bad. David, Poetic Justice. Joe Smith, say it with me, guys. I'm fine in the West. I had so I put that on, on Twitter. I said the Lakers won. I guess that I guess that's fine in the West. Although one by 40, I said, I guess that's fine in the West. And some people in the responses got it. Other people are upset saying that I, I, I'm just saying at 40, how is that just fine? Like, oh, you got to, some people it, it missed the mark with. Um, Best team since the bubble. Best I don't Lakers know, man. team? Uh, that team the year after when they were healthy, I think it's on par. You can make the yeah. argument because that team they didn't win a, a series, but man. That team was really good. The Marcus Hall team. That team was yeah. really good. But they just they they weren't healthy come playoff yeah. time. Uh quasi, the worst part of the series was watching that naked bull rat wear Kobe's <laughs> number. Let's go, Laisha. Wow. Shots fired. Uh that's that's not a shot. That's like uh I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sabi, what a game by the Lakers. Didn't see this coming. Dilo with a huge game and AD, what a monster. Ja, not fine in the West. Bain is the new Chuck with his guarantee. And Brooks is just whatever. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com I can't argue with you. Yeah, I mean, look, I said it a bunch of times. uh, For a good chunk of the series, the Lakers' best defense was Dylan Brooks' offense. And tonight, the Lakers' defense just took it to a whole other level. Just amazing stuff from them tonight. Uh, Vanderbilt difference. Different. What did you think? Jared Vanderbilt hitting threes in this game. The Grizzlies had the game, and rightfully so, had the game plan of, we're going to leave him open. We're not going to fend him behind the arc. Three for eight from three. Vando only played 15 minutes. Did have three turnovers. Was a little bit sloppy there, but nine points for Vando, three boards, three assists. Did you like what we saw from him in this series? From in the yeah. Throughout the series, yes. Um I'm still very frustrated. And I'm being very, very nitpicky, especially in a game where you you win by 40. Um, but I'm still very frustrated that we can't use Vando as an off-ball screener more often. Like, I, I had a tweet uh, after game five in terms of my rewatch, and it's a side pick and roll. I want to say it's D'Lo and AD on an empty side. And then when D'Lo drives middle, you have Vando setting like a pin and flare for LeBron. And it gets him open because Jaron Jackson Jr. is sagging off. 
So I'm like, bro, do this more often, but don't do it with LeBron James who's like shooting 8% from three in the playoffs. So I don't know, man. And if you face Golden State, Golden State is like the master at this because teams do it or try to do it to them all the time. So Bando as a whole defensively was really, really good. Uh, give him some credit. The ball screen navigation isn't that great, which kind of concerns me with the potential De'Aaron Fox matchup. Um, I don't know who he guards in a Golden State series, to be completely honest with you. Um, and that's why I've been super holding out hope on on Troy Brown Jr., because I think that's more of a Troy Brown Jr. series. Um, you can maybe argue that, uh, that Bando can guard Fox in a Sacramento series, but who you, I, there's no argument. I, who in that warrior starting by Andrew Wiggins, that feels like a waste of Jared Vanderbilt's defensive prowess or being completely honest. So maybe, tough, maybe. But. It, it might be, it's a, it's a difficult series. I mean, because the Lakers don't have anybody obvious to chase stuff around, but they did most teams don't. So that's maybe a concern there, but yeah, I don't know. I, It'll be interesting to see what Vando does, whoever they face in this next series. Uh, Mamba Mentality. I don't know how I'll go to work with all this excitement, but I have to. I'll celebrate this weekend. LFG, Lakers fam, AD, Braun, Beast, good team basketball. Did you see Max with a pogo stick in the end? Uh, I didn't, but Lonnie, fire to LFG. He's fired up. I, I don't know how you, how do you go focus like at work? I, I'm fortunate that this is our job, right? Like, I get to just focus on this. I can't imagine like having to work like right now when all this is happening. It's too much fun to not, not do all this way too much fun. Um, all right. We do have a master lock to get to. We'll get to that in just a moment. Uh, do we think John Brooks talk post game? Doesn't appear like that's what they are going to do. All right, let's go ahead and do this. Master lock of the night. All right, Sean, what are you master locking on this game? Um, nothing. Now from this game individually, this was such a fun game. Um, I will master lock. Uh, I'm going to keep it up. Dylan Brooks, keep it consistent. Said he's going to get it for most of the series. And uh, Dylan, as much as you're annoying and as much as you're a pain in the butt, um, thank you. I wish you would have shot 20 shots at least once in this series. Probably would have helped us out some more. But um, you're a really good player. You should keep shooting. I like it. I like it. I was going to go with Dylan Brooks if you if you didn't. So we were going to make sure we master locked him at least one more time. Um, I think we might as well master lock. Well... Let's just master lock the the Grizzlies and their front runner mentality. Yeah, I think the Lakers just master locked the entire Grizzlies team for the game. Uh, but this front runner mentality of anytime they're up, then they're talking and everything. And then, I mean, Dylan Brooks literally ran away from the media today. Right, he got out of there before media was even let in. Like, whenever they're up, they want to talk and talk and talk. And then when the bill comes due, they're nowhere to be found. I'm going to master lock that the front runner mentality. You want to call it immaturity? Yeah. Probably is a bit of that too from Memphis. This is a good young team, but I'd like to see them 
display a little bit more maturity than that. Caleb, this was the first non-stressful game of the season. There were a few other ones, but this was mostly, yeah. This game was the Homer versus Krusty burglar meme. Uh, Eric <clears throat> said potential LeBron versus Curry second round, KD versus LeBron Western Conference Finals, Boston versus Lakers Finals. Oh, the NBA would just be making money hand over fist. They'd be, they'd be thrilled if that was the path that we we go down from here. Dude, oh man, if this is true, and the the person I'm seeing this from is relatively reliable, and he's quoting from Dave McMenamin. So remember that uh that conversation that LeBron and Dylan had before game uh-huh. three? Yeah. <laughs> LeBron is such a G for this. Apparently, a source within earshot of the conversation said that LeBron told Brooks, basically in essence, was are you ready for what's coming for you tonight? Yo, LeBron's a <laughs> go. <laughs> that is hilarious. Oh man. That's I did awesome. see, I did see some stuff about that. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's just epic. Jesse, the irony don't respect until someone drops 40 on me and then Memphis loses by 40. That's it. I mean, again, you could not write that any better to have to say that when your primary job is defending LeBron and then you lose by 40 to end your season. I mean, what are the odds? Like that is, that's, that's absolutely incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Thank you, basketball gods, for this gift. The script writer's in their bag right now. Yeah. <clears throat> that uh, that 2020 uh, rematch is going to be also very, very fun. You know, yeah. we're Western Conference Finals, Eastern Conference Finals, very, there's an, it's possible to get the same matchups from 2020. Two Dreams said it's a parade inside my city. Yep. Absolutely. Um, hey, let me let me also say this. You know, while we're thinking about all the positive things that have, have gone well for the Lakers, and obviously Golden State uh, losing tonight, so it goes to a Game 7. That's a positive. Lakers blowing out the Grizzlies, not having to put minutes on their stars. That's a positive. So a lot of positive things happening right now, right? But we also throw this into the mix. The Pelicans went down in flames this year, right? They start, At one point, they were the one seed. And at one point, Pelicans fans were running around screaming that the Lakers were going to give Victor Wembanyama to the Pelicans because the Lakers were terrible and they were 2-10 and, and and all of this. And look at how that turned out, too. The Lakers finished with a better record than the Pelicans, and that pick swap that looked so valuable at one point this season has literally zero value. It became worthless. Like, add that into the feel-good elements of this season so far that's just uh, it's absolutely tremendous absolutely tremendous when you look at just the whole picture of what's going on here really quick i'm gonna use my uh comment of the night right here because if this is true this is also hilarious girl baker they're saying the lakers are chanting whoop that trick in the locker room yep i saw that from tim mcmahon yep that's That's true yeah that's real. Oh, I love this Lakers team. This is top five favorite Lakers team of all time now. <laughs> Daniel said, so many nights awake here in Brazil. Welcome in from, from Brazil. Uh, let's go Lakers. D'Lo proved himself. It was his best game in a Laker uniform. Do you, was this D'Lo's best game 
in, in a Lakers uniform? This was his most important game in a Lakers uniform. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm not trying to like dumb down or like lower down the performance tonight. But man, you remember that Raptors game, man? How good he was in that Raptors game, and literally a game where they're yeah, eighty couldn't get anything going. I mean, kudos to the Raptors, but um, I don't know. I think this was definitely his most important game. Well, game two was, I thought, one of if not his worst game in a Lakers uniform. Three sure. turnovers, five points, two for eleven shooting. But this, I think, this probably was his best. Especially just yeah. with all, all the stakes, especially because he's kind of got <clears throat> this was going around on about him around that he's not a playoff performer. He doesn't he kind of shrinks in the big moments and stuff. And this is a I, I said they had to approach this game as a win or go home situation. And so the biggest this was the biggest game of the season. That's not a hyperbole. This was the biggest game of the season for the Lakers. And D'Lo showed up and then some. I think this was this was his best game. T2 runner, obviously not counting. LeBron and AD, but take one player off the team and the Lakers don't have any success in the same going forward, in your opinion. So, like, who's the, who's the, aside from LeBron and AD, who's the next most important player? Uh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's, that's what they're asking, I guess. You can make an argument for Austin. You can make an argument. I mean, this game, D'Lo certainly yeah. is, is up there, obviously. Um, Rui, I, think it was, I thought Rui was great in this series, that he did yeah. a, a great job. So there's a few guys that you could you could look at for sure. I'm looking at this um, schedule for the second round that's mm-hmm. been released. This doesn't favor. The, I'm surprised the Lakers didn't get a, a game where you have two days of rest. What's the what's the schedule? It's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday Thursday? It's Tuesday Thursday Saturday and uh, Monday, and it's, it's it's every other day basically. <laughs> Every other day. Okay. Okay. Well, huh. yeah, I mean, but it, that's because part of that is, hey, there's um, there's less series, like, because there, there's just less games being played. And so you don't need to space them out as much. True. Uh, thank God Darvinham didn't put Rui at the five. James Bell said, we're going to have to rethink how we believe AD should play on this team for this team to be great. Oh, because AD didn't have to dominate offensively for this team to be great tonight. I th- I think most like uh, tonight. I think is the the outlier in terms of what like you didn't need a twenty shot game out of Anthony Davis to win this game. But I think yeah. most nights you need him to be more of a presence on the like. If this was a close game and AD finished with nine shots, people would be saying, "Where was AD on the offensive end?" Right. Yeah. But this wasn't. It was a blowout. So obviously you can't complain. But this is not what you, you can't expect to win by 40. You know, this this game, the the breakdown of it is totally different than a, a regular game. Most nights you need more than this from AD. This night they, they didn't. Yeah. Hey Chris, call it bold, but the, with this kind of AD, we're winning it all. His defensive presence alone makes teams crumble. I say Kings win game seven. Who do you think wins game seven, Sean? Do you agree that it's Kings? Uh, I think my pick heading in was Golden State in seven. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'm just going to stick with it. I think it's going to be Golden State. 
Golden, and I mean, the Lakers famously beat the Kings on their court in game seven in overtime. So that would be some uncomfortable memories there for, for Kings fans. <laughs> but, but I mean, it's, it's possible. Like, and, and by the way, that's been a great series. And this, oh, maybe so this fun. is weird. Maybe this is weird. I don't know. Maybe the chat can let us know. I don't, I don't feel any residual animosity towards Sacramento. Like there was a point. Um, there was a point, like I even remember I had a Lakers shirt and I, and I was going to even a preseason game. I think it was in 2001. And if oh. we all knew, like everybody knew Western conference, it's Lakers Kings, right? Like that's whatever the matchup is. The Lakers weren't even playing the case. I think the Lakers might've been playing the Warriors this game, but the Warriors at that point were you know, nobody was thinking about them. And I, I wrote in Sharpie on this list, gray Lakers shirt. I had this like slander about the Sacramento Kings. And this is a preseason game because I was so like, this is, it's going to be Lakers versus Kings. It's a big deal. And I hated the Kings, right? Yeah. I hated Vlade and, and the way he was flopping and, you know, and, and all that, that kind of stuff just hated Sacramento. And I feel like that still exists from the Kings side towards the Lakers. This season, more than anything, I feel like I've been pulling for the Kings. Like, I don't have that animosity. It just, it hasn't been a thing in so long. And it wasn't a thing before that. It was just like this brief, like, what, four or five year stretch where the Lakers and Kings were kind of rivals. And it's hard to, like, the Kings never beat the Lakers. So I never experienced pain at the hands of the Kings or anything. So it just never, it, it, it just never set in. So I don't know. Like, I think if it ends up being Kings, we're going to get this whole Lakers versus Kings history thing played up. I just don't, I don't know. It's not there. Maybe, and maybe that's not the norm for Lakers fans right now. I'm curious to see what the chat thinks, but I don't have any residual ill will for the Kings from back in 2000. It looks like the chat's mostly agreeing with you. There's obviously some people that still feel some type of way about the Kings. And that's, um, that's, fair for sure but um i think i'm in agreement with you i've never really felt strongly about the kings and like you said if anything they've been one of my favorite teams to watch outside of the lakers whenever i had the opportunity to this season um and like darren fox one of my favorite players in the nba um mike brown heck of a coach um i think either way there's gonna be a narrative around the series like if it is lakers kings it's gonna be that uh, to your point. Oh, sure. Yeah. And marketing wise, you have to play that up. I'm just saying from the Lakers side, I don't, I don't have any ill will. Um, <clears throat> um, Vegabite sandwich. Do we get Brooks respect yet? We gave him 40. I think we should. Michael Smith listening to you on playback. You should make a t-shirt that says, whoops. I do say that a lot, I guess. Um, follow you guys on YouTube and playback. Keep up the good work. Well, thank you, Michael. Really, really do appreciate that. But yeah, I guess that is kind of my catch catchphrase. That and I, I think I say "oh no" a lot, Sean. Oh, oh yeah. We, we <laughs> every time a shooter gets open off like an offensive rebound or stuff. That, oh, oh no. Oh no. Jeez. Oh, oh no. They gave that up. Yeah. Yep. That does. That does happen. Yeah. Manu Ginobili's bald spot. That was beautiful. The defense just viced Memphis. That was. I mean, it was. Chef's kiss, perfection from the Lakers defensively. Salvador, superstar is Lakers master lock. Find in the West, bring on round two. I like it. 
Oh, boy. Back to Memphis for game seven in front of the best fans in the league, this comment says. That was Dylan. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. That was Desmond Bain's comment. The whole team dropped 40 on Villain Brooks. Let's go, Lakers. Let's go. Gosh, I love it. Gosh, I love it. All right. <clears throat> Before we get out of here, so, Sean, let's this let's just kind of put a bow on this. This series, obviously, there were a couple of low points. Game two and, and game five were low points. But over the course of this series, I felt like the Lakers were the better team. How much of this do you put into, well, the Memphis was missing Steven Adams. Memphis was missing Brandon Clark. I think it's dishonest if we don't say that that could have made a difference in at least one game in the series. Maybe, I mean, it probably changes a lot about how you play. And I'm not saying Memphis wins with those guys or anything, but I'm saying we can acknowledge that Memphis wasn't at full strength. And while doing so, what do you think this series says about the Lakers and their quality? Because we're still trying to figure out how good this team really is, right? We've only seen this team for two months post-trade deadline. So what does this series tell you about the Lakers' quality as a, as a team? You took out the two seed as the seven seed, although the two seed was missing a couple of, of rotation players, and then they were missing Luke Kennard tonight. So what do, what do we glean from this in terms of the Lakers' overall station in the Western Conference? Yeah. Um, look, it, like you said, I like the word you use, kind of dishonest, if you didn't mention the fact that they didn't have Brandon Clark, they didn't have Steven Adams. It sucks, right? You, you don't want to see injuries. Um, it It's unfortunate it's a part of the game, and you know that luck does play a factor in winning championships. Um, so sucks that Memphis had their season end. Uh, no, no, it doesn't. No, it does not. Let me rephrase. Jeez. It <laughs> sucks, sucks they got hit by injuries. Right. It sucks that they have, but thank you, Trevor. Jeez. Don't, don't master lock me chat. I'm sorry. Um, but it sucks. He got hit by injuries, right? In terms of a Lakers standpoint, uh, they kind of sold me. They sold me this series. Um, I, my biggest question heading into like the play in game or whatever was, can the Lakers hit that light switch? Because the week or two before the play in leading up to the play in rather the Lakers just, <laughs> didn't care about basketball to put it uh to put it bluntly like they weren't uh playing well defensively they were settling a little bit offensively at times and like yeah very very close games against utah that didn't need to be close we were kind of upset about that um and then they, they hit the light switch they beat minnesota great defense throughout that game especially in the fourth quarter where they scored like nine points in the fourth quarter and he should have won it in regulation or um yes. so that gave me more confidence. And then I was like, okay, cool. But can you do that over a playoff series? Can the coaching staff, can you out coach? Who I still think it's a good coach. Can you out coach them? Can your, can your start, can your role players show up in a playoff series? And Austin, few games throughout the series, Rui, especially earlier on in the series, Delo late. I think we said, well, game two, Delo was awful, but game one, 17 points. Game three, 17, I believe, hit some huge, huge shots in game four. Um, and then tonight, 31 points. Um, and then, like I said, the coaching staff, out coaching Taylor Jenkins and their staff um, for the vast majority of this series, they sold me. And I wasn't really comfortable saying 
that this team was a contender quite yet. I think like there is a legitimate shot that this Lakers team in the year of 2023 could represent the Western conference in the NBA finals. It is very, very legitimate and give credit to one through 15 and give credit to, I don't know, one through 10 on the coaching staff, all 30 people or whatever deserve their credit. It's not, it's not crazy to say it. It's not crazy to say this team could potentially win a championship, which is amazing. Amazing. And I'm not, I'm not going to say it's likely, but that ceiling is there. The ceiling is there. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't before. Actually, this is a good way to end it. Just Beasy said, what were your favorite moments from this series? Lakers and six versus Warriors. Then he said, master lock Trevor and Sean for Mo Bamba puns. We did go a little crazy with the Mo Bamba puns. So sorry, there'll be no Mo of those. What was the problem? I, we don't want no Mo Max Christie minutes. Come on. Everybody wants Max Christie playing 40 minutes a yeah, game, right? You, you need some Mo of those. He's going to um, be so good next year. Can't wait. <laughs> what were your favorite, favorite moments? Favorite moments of the of this, of the <laughs> series. That was bad. <laughs> um, I'm not gonna lie. D'Lo game four, like D'Lo, like getting some life back into his basketball. I want to say career or whatever, but like you, we just we said it at the time. Like that felt like such a big moment for D'Lo been struggling for most of the series or back to back to back threes yeah three three straight threes when the lakers offense literally had nothing in the tank we even said it it's like 4 30 left in that game we're like yeah i think desmond bain hits a three to go up seven like dude this lakers offense can't score so like that might be the series uh, not the series that might be game because they can't score and then delo says shut up trevor shut up sean i'm gonna hit three straight threes and uh, give life to this Lakers offense. And I mean, game five didn't score a ton. Even game five, he hit a couple of big threes to bring the Lakers within one. And he had a double double game five, 31 points tonight. If Delos a consistent 17 to 20 points, that just raises your team's ceiling. So uh, I'm going to go Delo game four. That was your favorite moment of the, of the series. That favorite was a moment. That was a big one. Um, <clears throat> my favorite moment of the series. Ooh, somebody said I, Reeves is I'm him is up there. That's up there. Reeves, I'm him. That's that's iconic. That one's up there. I think it's seeing if like I'm trying to think of what is it from this series that I'm going to remember like a year from now, two years from now, three years from you know, five years from now, whatever. Yeah. I think it's going to be seeing, you know, LeBron obviously is dealing with the impact of the injury, dealing with you know age and all that kind of stuff. And it was in game four when it was pretty clear he didn't mm. – He the gas tank was low, right? And he couldn't really push down on the gas – push down on that gas pedal all game. He had to be very selective with when he did it. And the game – I mean, maybe the series on the line, and he gets to the bucket and he scores over Jaron Jackson. It was like – we hadn't seen that burst from him much that game, but when he had to, it was there. And then the and one, same thing. When he had to, he's, I'm driving past you. I'm scoring on, on Dylan Brooks, which kind of sealed the win in overtime. I think those two moments are, are pretty big. Um, 
pretty big for like especially having them happen in front of the LA crowd when this was his first playoff series in front of the full LA crowd. Um, yeah. In terms of his connection with the crowd and everything with with Los Angeles, I just think that that was a really big, big moment for LeBron, obviously for the team, for this player that is you know waging his one man war against Father Time, you know all that stuff. I think it mattered a lot. So I, I'm going to say that that was the most the end of Game Four, LeBron making those two plays. That's I think that's what I'm going to remember from this series. I think to kind of wrap things up there to. To go on to kind of both of our points, the game we're going to remember the most from the series is going to be game four. Yeah, I, I think anyway, like I'm not taking anything away from this win. Obviously, you win by 40 points, not taking anything away from game one or game three. Um, game three, I think is going to be the most forgettable in air quotes. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> but like game four, for all the reasons you mentioned, for all for the reasons I mentioned, um, that that's going to be the game where you look back if the Lakers and fingers crossed if the Lakers go on a title run and you look back at each series, right? When we talk about this Memphis Grizzlies 2023 first round matchup, we're going to say game four might have been, might have been the turning point and how important that game was um, to not only gain the series, but um, potentially, you know, game big performances out of guys like Gilo propelling them to a, uh, a push. Um, somebody in the chat said game five is going to be the most forgettable. Yes, absolutely. Yes, <laughs> yes, for sure. For sure. All right. Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Well, with that, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Uh, make sure you are subscribing to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel. I'm running on YouTube right now. Do me a favor. Hit that like button. I think it helps. Hit the like button. It helps us out. With notifications. YouTube. Yeah. And, and turn on notifications. If you could right now, just hit the like button. Um, and then. Of course, subscribe to the Lakers Nation YouTube channel over on Apple Podcasts. If you wouldn't mind tossing us a five-star rating and review, that's a great way to help the show as well. It takes you about 20 seconds. Um, and you can subscribe to us there or Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We've got a few days to get ready for round two. We'll be breaking down what to expect. Um, yeah, lot, lot, lot still coming. And that's a great thing to be able to say. Because the Lakers are advancing to round two, Memphis going home. Thank you, everybody. Till next time. See ya and stay safe.